It's dark. It's cold. And as you drive home from an extremely busy day of work, of meetings, of tasks at the office, the rain pouring on the windshield of your car, you furiously driving home to eat a little dinner and then get back, you hope, to some of the work that you need to complete before tomorrow. You think, man, I'm stressed. Man, I got so much going on. Man, how am I going to get it all done? And as you drive home, trying to make sense of what just happened that day, all the events, all the stimulation, all the people you met, all the great interactions, all the interactions that possibly did not go the way you wanted, you end up getting home. And after getting some dinner, after getting your work done, what do you do next? Do you sit down and watch some TV? Do you go to bed? Do you eat junk food? Do you call a friend? Perhaps you reflect on the day. Perhaps you do even more work. But whatever it is, think about it. How would you react? How do you react when adversity hits and when you are stressed? And when you have those precious minutes, maybe even hours, to de-stress, to kind of get away from that work, from the interactions from the day, what do you do? How do you cope? Coping and coping mechanisms. These are two things in our society these days that you might hear a lot about. And perhaps not in a good sense. For example, I tend to hear the word coping with trauma. Perhaps the death of a loved one. Perhaps you're going through a mental illness. Perhaps you experienced an event that was quite unexpected, and now you're coping with the aftermath of such pain and trauma. But coping happens every day. We cope without knowing that we're engaging in a coping mechanism. And the cool thing about coping mechanisms is it's a human physiological reaction to stress, to events, to any life event we might deem positive or negative, but we tend to hear it spoken in a negative sense. So what sort of ways do we cope? And why is it necessary to look at the way that we do cope in our society today? Well, I would argue in our world of constant stimulation, in a world of technology, in a world that goes, 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 and always seems to be doing something, always seems to be working, researching, studying, that we all face daily stress and adversity. But it comes down to not the adversity you face, but how you respond. How do you cope? Thinking about this in my own life has been revolutionary. Specifically, 
I began to think about coping mechanisms and how I, Patrick Quinn, cope with stress and adversity in my life, particularly when I came to college for the first time. And when I stepped foot on campus in the fall of 2016, I was scared. It was all new. I had a lot of doubt. It was a new life transition. And with that stress and adversity of general chemistry, of biology, of making new friends, of adjusting to a new state, I began to engage in certain coping mechanisms. Some of them positive, exercise, I got a lot of sleep, I called my parents quite a bit, I began to reflect in a journal nightly before I'd go to bed, a little bit of meditation here and there, but also some negative coping mechanisms. And food had to do with a lot of it. I began when I would stress, I would stress eat, maybe eat a little too much food in one setting or eat a little bit too much junk food because I thought, oh man, that sugar would make me feel better after a stressful day. However, I came to realize that some of the more negative coping mechanisms that I utilized during that first year, whether it was overworking myself to the point of exhaustion or eating too much junk food or being so disciplined, disciplining myself so much to the point that I was not flexible and would not hang out with anybody past 10 p.m. because I said, nope, I got to get to bed by 9.30. Looking back on these specific instances that first year of coping, there was a lot of mechanisms I used that were both positive and negative. And this extended, this has extended my entire life, but in particular, going to France last spring, I engaged again in positive and negative coping mechanisms. And I found that first month, February 2019, as I stepped foot in Angers, prepared for four months of language intensive studies, staying with a host family, and getting accustomed to a new country. One of my go-to tendencies when I was uncomfortable, and I've realized one of the go-to tendencies in my life when I'm uncomfortable and under stress and face adversity, one of the negative coping mechanisms that I engage in is work and busyness. And I've realized when I've been uncomfortable in my life, my default is to work, is to just put my head down and say, okay, I got tasks to do, or I'm going to go do this, or boom, work, work, work. Because in some sense, I feel like that work will fulfill me and make me feel strong or confident to get over that adversity. And in one sense, this might be true. But in another sense, like it did that first month in France, it led me to feeling exhaustion and sadness and really pain. As when I overwork myself, and I've seen this multiple times in my life as a coping mechanism, I'm avoiding what truly is giving me that stress. And a coping mechanism is needed in this world. But sometimes we use negative coping mechanisms like the two go-tos of my life, overworking and junk food, to truly not face what is giving us that stress. And I remember sophomore year at Notre Dame, 
walking into my science classes and asking myself the question, okay, I'm uncomfortable, I'm facing adversity, I want to overwork or, man, just crush a bunch of junk food, negative coping mechanisms. Why do I feel this way? And when you ask yourself the question why you're feeling a certain way, maybe you can't always give yourself an explanation or it's clear. But there are many times that you can pinpoint, man, I'm feeling a certain way because of something. Or I'm engaging in a certain coping mechanism because of a specific reason. In freshman year, sophomore year, when I begin to walk into my science classes and realize, man, why am I feeling so stressed or anxious or fearful about this upcoming class? Why am I about to engage in, man, ultimate work or just go, 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 head down? It was because I was scared. Fear of failure. Fear that I was going to fail the pre-med track. Fear that I was not going to get into medical school if that's where I was being called. Fear that I was going to be laughed at. Fear I was going to fail out of Notre Dame. And when I finally addressed that fear and said, Patrick, these are just thoughts. What are some things you can do to address this fear? When I took those steps to address my fear, acknowledge, address, and attack the fear. Man, those negative coping mechanisms, they turn into positive ones. And so I challenge each of you, what are your coping mechanisms in life? The positive ones and perhaps the ones that are not as positive. And for example, positive ones in your life could look like exercise, eating healthy, talking a situation out, When you're going through adversity, keeping it to yourself is one of the hardest things we could do as humans. And even if you need time alone, which we all do when we're battling adversity, man, opening it up is one of the best ways to positively cope with a situation. It could be reaching out and making it about someone else. When you're hurting, one of the best ways research shows When people are hurting or stressed or anxious or going through any situation of adversity in their life, one of the best coping mechanisms a human being could engage in is making the situation about someone else or putting the emphasis, the focus on someone else in that moment. That could be sending someone a text. That could be saying, Simply asking the question, how can I make this moment right now, this present moment, about someone else? This could be going home to your wife and cooking her a meal. Or stopping by the store and picking up your younger brother a candy bar that he really likes. It could be simply complimenting a coworker. Man, you did a great job today. Great presentation. Or going up to a friend you haven't seen in a while on a college campus and saying, man, I miss seeing you. You bring a lot of joy to my life. Can we get a meal soon? Making things about other people is one of the best coping mechanisms we could ever engage in. Please think about some of the negative coping mechanisms you might engage in. Could be anywhere from drugs to overworking to perhaps spending too much time video game. And I love video games, but maybe you're spending a little too much time with that when you get home so you can avoid the actual stress and problem. But what are your coping mechanisms? 
And I believe the people in this world that are able to evaluate, to first list the coping mechanisms and be aware. That's number one. Being aware of the coping mechanisms in your life. And number two, evaluating, okay, which ones are positive and uplifting and good for my heart, my soul, the people around me, myself, and which ones are just band-aids, are just things that perhaps make me feel good in the moment, but in the long term, don't address that stress or that anxiety or that fear that I'm feeling. When you're able to list out the coping mechanisms that you're going through and evaluate whether they are helping you become the person you want to be or countering that, man, that's when you can make some changes in your life. And I believe those people in the light in this world who are living the lives they want to live, who are these leaders, who are inspirations, who are writing the books, who are giving the speeches, who are on TV and Man, are those positive inspirations to all of us you could think about? Your role models? These are individuals who know their coping mechanisms, know which ones are their default, and have worked their butts off to make their default coping mechanisms positive ones that are going to make them better people in order to serve individuals around them. And think about that. If you were to take, let's say, a default, quote, negative coping mechanism and turn that into a positive one? Oh my gosh. Think about the changes, not only in your life, but for all the other people that you impact on a day-to-day basis. Come on. Who would not want to turn that negative coping mechanism, that negative default into a positive one? So think about it. What are the ways in your life in which you cope? In which ones are bringing you closer to the people in your life, are bringing you closer to the life you want to live, and which ones are not. Because you have the power, we have the power, to make our default coping mechanisms ones that are going to get us closer to the people we want to be and the life we want to live. Exercise, eating healthy, meditation, prayer, relaxing, reaching out, making a situation about other people. Those are some positive coping mechanisms that we can make our default in life. So it's not trying to prevent coping or coping mechanisms in life. No, it's switching the default coping mechanism in each of our lives, the one, two, or three of them, and turning them from negative to positive. Let's go. We're doing this one coping mechanism.